0: Must have been a good time to be like a white guy with a garage back then, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to Insert Credit, the only show on the internet in which we weekly deliver the loudest news, reviews, tips, and tricks. Fresh dripped hot from the bottom of video games themselves. In each of our ten wild segments, we have six minutes to puncture your eardrums with the sick truth. If we can't reach a conclusive consensus within the time limit, listeners and participants alike suffer the buzzer. And now, your host, Alex Jaffy, Jaffy, Jaffe. Jaffe, Jaffe.
1: Trover saves the insert credit! Welcome to A Show About Video Games. On this show, you will see no video games and play no video games. You will only hear about video games. Every week, I am joined by a panel of experts to discuss 10 video game topics. This panel is forced to reach a consensus on each issue within six minutes or face the consequence of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the most valuable video game I own is an unopened copy of Final Fantasy VII. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, is it, nice. is it the uh,
2: Greatest Hits label, or is it a black label? It's a black label. Okay, alright, alright, any cracks in the in the case, or? Yeah, it's
3: not pristine.
2: Uh, wow, well, yeah, so that's what, like 40 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> it might be up to 50 or 60 now. Right.
2: Uh, I'm Frank Cifaldi, and the most valuable video game I own, it, it, I could cheat, right, and get into the foundations stuff. <laughs> As well. Do you own that, though? No, I don't. But society you know, owns. There's it. a lot of stuff that I purchased myself that, on paper, is not donated to the foundation. Oh, but no, let's not count that. God, come back to me. I don't know.
0: I have no idea. I'm Tim Rogers, and the most valuable video game I own, uh, I actually, I actually very recently, uh, uh, what do you call it? I cone modded my uh, my video game collection. <laughs> my video game collection now fits into one. Big Sterilite plastic bin from Target. My entire video game collection. So, most of what I own is digital, and I do own, however, a copy, a fully complete in-box copy of Secret of Evermore for the Super Nintendo. However, I just looked it up on uh, eBay, and it's thirty-five dollars. Whoa! I thought it would be worth more than that. Okay, though. In my so, I thought it would be worth the most. So, I'm I'm now thinking, I do own. A Japanese collector's edition of Dragon Quest 11 so maybe that's worth a lot uh, I'm looking it up now I can hear it we can definitely yeah. hear we that. can all hear us hear my Philco oh shoot well the oh my God 126 dollars oh man lame no wait that's opened uh I got it new so mine is mine is still sealed 187.99 that's still not that good. No, two fourteen. It goes up to two fourteen. That's not bad. And then I also own Nino Cooney, the original Nino Cooney for the Nintendo DS, and that's still in the box, unopened as well. So I don't know how much that's worth.
3: I kind of didn't realize they did that one on the DS.
0: Twenty two forty four ninety nine. Owned. Well, that's all I got. Those
2: are my best
3: guesses. Uh, <laughs> well, game collecting's uh, for
2: scrubs, so I, we, that's all. We can, we can go back to me. I think I figured it out. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Because I purchased this myself. This would be. Uh, the only known copy of an unreleased NES game called Bioforce ape I don't oh, know yeah. what that's worth because I've never tried to sell it
3: yeah that's probably worth several thousand dollars eh, a couple uh,
2: I mean you know the ROM's out there so it's not right you know unique data so it's you know it's probably in the two to three thousand if I were guessing and I really tried to sell it people love to own those though
3: they just like to have
2: them so. yeah but at that price it's usually because no one else can play it is the the value proposition there
3: yeah, I suppose. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I don't want anyone coming to my house or nothing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got a couple Saturn games. You know what I mean? I got a couple Saturn games here. I got a boxed Shantae for Game Boy Color. I got uh, Ninja uh also boxed for GBA. You put a couple of those together, <laughs> it's about $5,000 worth of stuff yeah please don't come to my house
1: um i bring this up because i haven't had opportunity to mention it before but a little while ago in video game news there was this uh fellow by the name of eric Nierman who was kind of infamous for buying up like every copy of rare video games and he's my dentist Ooh. oh wow Whoa. yeah oh, that's that's fun. Fun. where does he live um, I probably shouldn't give out that information. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, send his stuff over here. Find him, uh, right, exactly. Find him, how, listeners. How He's is a he dentist. As a, as a dentist, is he a better, like, is he collecting your teeth as well? I'm
1: sure he is, and marking up the prices.
0: Yeah. What are the best teeth in video games? I wanted to do a list of that once for Kotaku, and uh, Stephen Totillo said, I don't know if that would resonate with... <laughs> 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 he used the word resonate.
2: So... I'm. Um... <laughs> I would have resonated with Eric Nyland or whatever <laughs> his
3: name is. And I,
0: I said, I said resin, as in what some dental fillings are made out of. And he said, and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> that was his response. No, the, the proper response is no. It's the stuff that's in inserts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Certs, certs oh, I thought yeah. that was resin. Oh, yeah. uh, that was the joke. Okay, that was the joke. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, yeah. So Sorry, it's. I... Uh, I'm not going to say they're the best teeth, but uh, it was recently discovered that in the promotional art for Bubsy for the first game, he's depicted as having three unique types of teeth. Wow. Oh, baby. One of them is the, the two little pointy guys on the upper lip. Li- upper Upper lip, sorry. Uh, one of them is just defined human-like teeth. You can Excellent. see each individual yeah. tooth. And finally, my teeth. favorite is... Uh, Sometimes he is depicted with one solid white tooth sheet as his teeth.
1: Oh, yeah. The old, Quite the old, the old mouth yeah. guard style. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Give me them weird teeth. So we got ten questions to get through. Uh, the first question is Brandon's, because he won last week's episode. Oh, we'll get into how to win the episode later. Brandon, I, you had something prepared.
3: I did. I'm a winner. I was playing this game called Dinner for the PC engine. That is a game that Gynax collaborated on with (laughs) red and, uh, somebody else, maybe it was NEC, I forget. And, uh, they, they went ahead and made about 60% of this game. And the 60% that's there is pretty interesting. So it starts off with a pretty familiar premise where you've got, you know, a, a demon Lord trying to take over the world and he kidnaps a princess. And the royal family sends off the best warrior using the war the royal sword. They send like a bunch of soldiers over there. That, and then in the first cutscene in the game, there's this big battle between demons and humans. And then the cutscene ends with the demon lord and the hero facing off, like with a pile of bodies around him. And then the game actually starts, and the hero and the demon lord just one shot kill each other, like double KO style, and the princess is just hanging out, hanging by a chain from the ceiling. And it turns out that you are the princess and you have to shake yourself loose, grab the sword, march through all these dead bodies and, and carry on with your with your adventure. And so that left me thinking, what other what other kinds of games try to subvert a paradigm like that and do it successfully, perhaps more successfully than than Gets and Diener did? but uh yeah what 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 are the games what games can y'all think of that you know take an existing trope and then turn it on its head in a way that's satisfying or at least interesting so the
2: first one that comes to mind for me is maybe not going to surprise anyone here but the the ending of secret of monkey island does a really nice subversion of a trope throughout that game you're trying to rescue governor elaine marley uh who's been uh kidnapped and forced to wed uh, the ghost pirate LeChuck and you go through this entire adventure to sort of catch up with them and and sort of bust in on their wedding during that moment and in doing so you come to find out that not only had she already had it handled you being there has messed up her own self-rescue attempt and so yeah (laughs) I I thought that was a pretty good subversion because it's you know it's it's like a double whammy right it's like not only were you not needed you also screwed it up for me so now I gotta fix it
3: yeah I, I, uh, I'm now remembering that as a kind of a formative thing back in the day that was a pretty good one
1: um, uh, what comes to mind for me is uh, Doki Doki Literature Club DDLC exactly uh, which kind of starts as a dating sim and turns into this horror game about the kind of people who play dating sims and i never actually played it i just read the wikipedia summary and i couldn't sleep so that was great
0: yeah it's pretty good I, I get that's a game that i get a lot of people uh, uh to this day they'll occasionally just at me on twitter and be like hey you know what game you should stream doki doki literature club and then i like look at the person's twitter and it's like they just played it like three days ago for the first time and they're just <laughs> they're just going around telling people they should stream it I actually don't know the twist in that game, though I'm pretty sure it's a very big and drastic one. I think the ultimate video game subversion, when I think of it, I think back to uh, the classics, whereby the classics, there's a game that I actually hate, but it does a twist really well, which is the original Double Dragon, which is just kind of a bad video game, where you get to the end of the two-player, you're these two guys trying to rescue the dude's girlfriend, Right. And then you get to the, you kill the final boss and then you, you have to kill each other because what you decide who gets the girl. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good. That's, uh, I mean, that's the genre of the game changes. It changes from a beat em up to a fighting game. It's, I mean, that's, that's the classic, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's definitely out
3: there. I like, the, I like how in, uh, in the original Near, it kind of subverts the idea of completionism where to actually fully complete the game i mean this this isn't a spoiler 10 years down the line i guess but to actually complete all the routes then your save file gets deleted and you know it's within it makes sense within the narrative and everything but but i guess in the meta conversation about that it winds up subverting the idea of of completing everything which is kind of interesting
0: i think uh uh i mean i don't know about how subversive it is but i i liked the way that death stranding uh Forces you to walk really, really slowly for like nine hours, and then they suddenly start giving you vehicles and a whole bunch of guns, and you just suddenly you access you access like a whole bunch more stuff, and it just basically becomes like sort of a Metal Gear game once you get far enough into it. I thought that was fun, and then Kojima saying in interviews that the the first twenty five percent of the game is uh it kind of sucks. But just like telling, just like telling people that—that's like, I think that's hilarious. I—I I mean, I thought that first eight hours or so of the game was was enthralling, but you know, I I can see why somebody might not like that part.
3: Yeah, I still haven't played that game. I wonder, I wonder how it's going to go for me if I'm going to be enthralled or frustrated.
0: I I think you might find uh some enjoyability in it. I think it's it's got some classic, big old handfuls of enjoyability all over it.
3: I think. I do like enjoying stuff
0: enjoyability gotta love it
2: and i played all the other guys games i guess i should play that one
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: Yeah, how about our next question fellas How about it okay here's question number two what's the most trivial part of a game where you've gotten completely stuck oh my god (laughs) oh
3: wow yeah there's i can't think of them off the top of my head right here but there there are so many where it's like I wind up game faxing the answer and it's it's just because I entered a room from the wrong direction or whatever and I didn't see that the, you know, like the, the really simple thing was there. And so, like, sometimes there are things that you do just so intuitively for yourself that the designer did not anticipate you doing to where basically everyone does it the right way except for you. And so looking it up is impossible because nobody would ever think to get stuck there. But I can't think of an, an example thing. <laughs>
2: That one doesn't happen to me too often. What happens to me most, What I'm, what I, usually when I get stuck and have to look it up, it's because I had the right answer the first time. You know, I had the right solution to the thing, oh, and right. I tried it, and there wasn't enough feedback to tell me that it was wrong, uh, so I assumed I was wrong and spun my wheels for a good 20 minutes. Again, I don't have, like you, I don't have specific examples of this happening, but I feel like the majority of the time I've been stuck, I actually have known the answer, and it was just a poorly
3: designed section. Yeah, dang it! I wish I could come up with examples for these because they're they're like right on the tip of my brain. I know that. I mean, recently in Bloodstained, I had to look up how to get this particular chest, and the answer was I found it by looking up looking it up on looking up that section on a video. And it turned out there was just like a section of wall you could walk through, and that made sense to everybody else. But I didn't, I did not see that happen at all, and so I was uh, kind of confused by that one.
0: Yeah, walls are usually walls, for you know. I mean, that's what I think. I think uh, so. I I recall the two times that I got the most stuck in video games ever, like the most stuck. They were both really frivolous, stupid things that I got stuck on, and they were those two games were Landstalker. And Secret of Evermore. I just mentioned Secret of Evermore earlier. Secret of Evermore had a thing where you're supposed to talk to like one specific townsperson, but the game tells you in this one dialogue, and you just kind of, if you if you glaze over it, you don't you you don't know that you're supposed to talk to that person, and it ends up taking you like it took me like six hours in those uh, in the in the two towers part. I don't know if anybody played Secret of Evermore here. There's the, the two tower towns, the Ebon and Ivor Towers. I just got stuck on that. Working, for,
3: working together in perfect harmony, Ebon and, ex- and Ivor. Um,
0: hey. yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then the other time, this is the, the good one. The most specific thing I can, I can tell you I got stuck on was in Landstalker, there's a town, uh, a town that has a lighthouse. Uh, if everybody remembers that town, it's quite a, quite a beautiful-looking lighthouse.
3: It's striking. It's a very
0: striking 3D lighthouse. So you go into this uh, lighthouse town, and you're supposed to find some bandits. They're like, there's bandits who uh, hide. They, they hide in the cave on the promontory, right? And all of the villagers use the word promontory. Do you guys know <laughs> off the top of your head what a promontory is? Absolutely not, no.
3: I, I always thought it was promontory.
0: I'm Well, I'm saying... I'm pronouncing I mean, it, could... it how I want to.
3: Okay, I, but I, I also I could believe... be wrong because that's one of those words what I only just read. I never yeah. heard anyone say it before. Isn't
1: it like one of those schools that don't have any walls and there are no grades? So I thought it was
3: like a like an outdoor deck thing, like a port, like an outdoor porch thing. Is that? Okay, what it I is? I just
0: googled its definition. A point of high land that juts out into a large body of water. A headland. Whoops. Of course. Oh,
3: so it's like one of those seaside cliff things. Yeah. That's so in every you, RPG. It's, a, it's where
2: you bury someone in the, in the game.
0: Right. So in, in Landstalker, they're talking about this cave that's just ac- accessible through, it's very close to the village. You just go up and then it's just very close. But I didn't know, I like sort of knew what a promontory was. I looked it up in the actual dictionary. Uh, I was 14 years old, or 15 years old, and I'm looking this up in a dictionary, and I'm like, oh, a promontory. I remember, I recall this word from uh, the novel Treasure Island, right? Like, But I wasn't really sure what it meant when I read that book. And then finding, uh, I did not locate the cave for like, it took me days where I would just get in the game and I ended up just grinding my dude and saving a bunch of money and going out and fighting monsters and... Uh, doing the little tree side quest that lets you connect the teleporting trees from the first town and the, the third town. And just doing this, all of that stuff, but I just couldn't find the promontory. And it was just this, uh, basically they could have just localized it as uh, the cave northeast of town, right? Like, come on, uh, man. Right? But it's just like that- every villager's like the 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 cave on the promontory where the bandits hang out. Oh, the bandits hide out in the cave on the promontory. The Promontory, and I'm just like, my God, man!
1: What like, word we're... do you think that was in Japanese?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know how to say Promontory in Japanese. Let's look it up on. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to tell you all what. If you, uh, if if you have an interest in the Japanese language and you would like to learn Japanese, I have been using Jim Breen's wwwjdic since like 2000. So yeah, that's a good one. That's the best. It's still the best website. We're looking Tim, up Promontory.
3: You, you You reminded me of one. In exile. Kaikaku. Oh, Kaikaku. Uh, exile for the PC Engine. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs>
0: Kaikaku. Been quicker. Kaikaku. Should've it been. means sea corner. <laughs> so there yeah, you that, go.
2: That, that sounds like a type of life form in the sea. Too. Down in the sea corner. Sea corner. Yeah, a sea cucumber.
1: Yeah.
0: A sea
2: uh, cucumber.
1: But like a sharp-edged one. Yeah. Question number three. What is the secret to making a good video game sound effect? Oh my god.
3: Um, well, definitely don't make it a wet sound, because then me and Tim will not be able to listen to it.
0: Don't like those.
3: That's one of the keys. Because uh, that misophonia, what we all got, uh, they're, like in the game East Origins, which was a PS2 remake of the East 1 and 2, I guess, they have this constant footfall tip-tap sound that sounds like he's running kind of in water. Oh, it's and, like a toilet plop sound. I heard that yes, sound. And it's just you can't... You can't play that game if you do oh, that.
0: You know, you know that uh, your airplane has landed in the Midwest when you start hearing. Uh, I don't want to make. I don't want to disparage the Midwest. Uh, you know, <laughs> your airplane just has did. landed in the Midwest when immediately greeting your ears uh, is the sound of of a bunch of turds falling into a toilet because it's that like default Android text tone, the blunk, blunk, blunk sound. <laughs> it just sounds like a god darn like. Not even a turd, like a like a messy, misshapen large turd. A robot falling, turd. falling like a few feet into for some reason the person is standing on stilts above the toilet and then it just hits the toilet and it makes this yeah, like a like a dead fish falling in a in like a dishwashing sink is what it sounds like. Yes, I, so you don't wanna do that. Don't do that sound. <laughs> so also do not ever hire the guy who did the uh, sound effects for the original Xbox uh, UI, because then you're just going to end up using his sound effects for 20 years.
3: <laughs> Correct. Uh, I think some advice. Some advice for it. It. Like, if you're going to make an impact sound, not not everyone agrees with me on this, but I think if you're going to make an in- impact sound, you should kind of have it peaking.
0: Oh, it should clip a little bit. Yeah.
3: So, like in the King of Fighters, for example, every sound in there is going. Pfft a little bit and it makes it sound close and loud and intense and to me that's what <laughs> makes the soundscape of that game though it's probably an error but they, they did it consistently after that and I think it sounds good.
0: Streets of Rage has good uh, massively I'm actually right now repeatedly pressing the fierce punch impact sound from Street Fighter 2 and and treating myself to that sound <laughs> you guys can't hear it. If only my soundboard were connected to the show. We're going to figure that out because uh, I got the Street Fighter Two fierce punch collision sound. It's hilarious to repeat that peaks a tiny little bit. I, I've I've looked at its waveform. I've scrutinized the waveform of it. I have a lot of opinions about video game sound effects, but you mentioned uh, King of Fighters, and you mentioned clipping punches. That makes me think of Streets of Rage, which has uh, every single impact sounds like like something being ripped in half, which yeah. is really good. And then yeah. here's a uh. So I don't know if anybody knows this. But my girlfriend is making a video game right now, and her video game is mostly about eating. Okay, Brandon, you see yeah, where I'm going with this? I do, I it's, do. It's, it's mostly about eating. She just recorded a bunch of sounds of her, her own mouth eating food, and oh, it's no. in the game. And I, I told her to abstractify it a little bit, and uh, she sort of took my advice. And I was like, that's, that's not abstract enough. And she's like, well, what's a good abstract food eating sound? Brandon, what's the best abstract food-eating sound in all of video games?
3: That's a good question. I've thought about this one a lot
0: because um. <laughs> I have an answer right off the top of my head. Okay, two years. I've dropped all the clues. All the clues have been dropped. It's Streets of Rage two. <laughs> oh man. yeah, nice. When you eat the apple or the or the turkey, and it's that sound that, for some reason, sounds like eating to me, and it is a completely abstract sound. But it's an absolute home run nailed out of the park eating sound. It sounds like eating. It sounds nothing like eating, but it actually sounds like the satisfaction of having just eaten a full meal in one second, is what it sounds <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah,
2: I get I get a swallow from it. I don't get anything before the swallow.
1: It's it's but
2: beautiful. It's a good swallow. It's like so you, you've
1: taken mouth your sounds time. are bad, but throat sounds are good. It's you not know, real. Throat sounds are not good either.
3: No it's, throat sounds are awful. It's only because it's on the uh, on the Genesis sound chip. Like it's a it's a FM synthesized sound effect. It's not a sample. If it were a, like in every anime where they're like, "Time to gulp down this water," I just have to mute the TV while that's happening. Yeah, that's yeah, that, they that common
1: it. phrase that they say in every anime <laughs> I've seen. Well, I mean, they
3: do it. They sure do it. I've been uh, watching
0: that Naruto lately, and the Naruto. You ever heard yeah. of that? And drinks his milk and whatever, and sucks on his ramen noodles. So oh, you yeah, know, you know That's what? That, the, worst. that Naruto kid is god darned obnoxious. You, you guys <laughs> ever, you guys ever
3: noticed that? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, really? Another just... sound effect tip I got is for menu sounds: make them musical, make them like a little, like a little note in a piece of music. Like if you think about the the cursor selection sound in Final Fantasy VII. Like I could pretty much listen to that all day. Like it doesn't. It's it's pretty good. It's a it's a good. It makes you feel like you're going somewhere, and and it's such a short sound as well. You're talking about the uh, remake. No, I'm I'm talking about in general in that series. Like oh ever yeah, since just six in general, so, just the little wink that it makes. Like oh, that's that, yeah,
0: that's a, a nice very fine tuned sound. I think in seven, it's not mixed well enough with the music uh, in the original seven. But in all of them, that's a very good sound. Best menu cursor sound ever is Inazuma 11 for the Nintendo DS. I haven't
3: listened way, to that one. That's a poll. So I th- actually
0: told Yasunori Mitsuda that. I said, who did the menu cursor sound to that game? The one time I met Yasunori Mitsuda. And he said, I did. And he said, <laughs> "And he said, he the said, show is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, whoa. Like, he, he, that's like, he, he, he looks so proud one. of it.
1: So Speaking proud. of video game sound effects. Oh, I, uh, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Question number four. uh This one's just for Frank, but the rest of you can chime in. Oh, no. Uh oh. <laughs> improv Zone just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Salvador published a report recently about the history of Maxis business simulations. Ooh, I read that. Yeah, it developed video games about oil refining and healthcare for private businesses. It's a great article everybody should read. Uh, but are there any other secret areas where video games have been or should be professionally utilized?
2: Oh, <sighs> so well, well, why is this just for me? I'm not a serious oh, games yeah, I mean, they, they've <laughs> definitely
3: been in a bunch of industries, and in fact Takayoshi Sato, the art director of Silent Hill and the like co-director of Silent Hill 2, he worked in serious games for quite a while. He made like something about relief work in africa um he did something about firefighting i think so yeah there's there's a whole world of serious games out there we used to have a whole section of game developer magazine devoted to that but then we kind of stopped we used to have a whole website what are you talking about serious game source oh yeah serious game source yeah and then these days it has sort of revived with the vr ar thing especially vr like with the with GDC's VR Game Developers Conference or or XRDC they call it that like games obviously really fell off a cliff with VR and there's you know there's some stuff that comes out we, we got that half-life alex and whatever but by and large the 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 only industry that's really using it is you know healthcare and and the military and folks that are trying to do serious game simulations. So there's actually quite a lot of it. But maybe we should talk more about Sim Refinery because that's that's pretty interesting. And Frank, like I, I can't really be sure of this, but I feel very strongly that I saw a copy of it at a Goodwill when I was young, and it it feels very pro- probable to me because I lived very near a refinery. Hmm. Well, uh, you screwed up. I did. <laughs> you missed you're out, out millions. thinking of like
2: Sim Hospital or something,
3: right? It's totally possible that I'm thinking of that, but I just as soon as people started talking about Sim Refinery, I was like, "Oh man, I feel like I saw that," but I was like, "I don't use computers right. back in back in the '90s or whatever," and so I just left it there. But it's maybe maybe I'm making this up and and it didn't actually happen. But yeah, let's talk about that game. It's pretty pretty cool and weird. Yeah, sure. I mean the
2: the gist of it is that when SimCity was a success upon release in, you know, eighty-nine, ninety, something like that, the marketing was very heavily tailored on it's a simulation. We are simulating a city and Maxis got a lot of requests from companies that are just like oh can we just attach this simulation to this thing and and i i, I wish i could remember the exact quote but you know I, I remember reading an interview with Will Wright where he's like people just wanted us to basically you know paste a simulation engine on things and that's not really how it works and one of the well i mean they decided basically to spin off a business based on this and and one of the projects they did for uh was it exxon does anyone it was remember chevron, the, it was the chevron. Sem- i Chevron it was chevron yeah because
3: yeah. that that because it was a Chevron refinery that in I Richmond, lived California. Near yeah, in Richmond California.
0: Yeah, the one Richmond, California. Yeah, the very one you would have lived very near the very one. Yeah, so it is oh, highly man. likely you did see this. Yeah. Oh man,
3: this is why I'm saying it's it, like it really feels like I did because you know, whenever that refinery had a big explosion or whatever, it started leaking gas, we had to tuck. Um, towels into our doorways and stuff like that was what they advised us to do on the radio in the 90s and so i was very familiar with that chevron plant
1: Uh, someone must have been messing around with the disaster menu (laughs)
3: that's right um actually
2: just to if if, if this makes you feel any better uh if you you go to that that ars technica uh where there's an article about the article someone in the comments uh posted a a picture of a disc that i did see that i'm excited I i hope they get it yeah um there... We'll
0: all be playing it soon.
2: Yeah, I don't think we're really going to be playing Sim Refinery. Sorry, I, why I, not? I, I want to play it.
0: No, I'm just kidding. I don't even want to play City. You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to admit right now. I'm going to say it. Everybody's. T- I read that article. Good article. Everybody's talking about that article. Good article. I don't oh. want to play that game. The game probably sucks. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. That game probably <laughs> sucks. Baby. It's got no
3: achievements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: not even a game it's just (laughs) managing a refinery
3: it's just a simulation to manage a refinery but you know if they release that thing in germany it's gonna sell like gangbusters
0: (laughs) oh yeah you kidding? land a football manager david hasselhoff whatever they got the they got them peculiar tastes they love falafel
1: over there we're gonna we're gonna have to give it our lowest score seven out of ten yeah
0: ign would have given it like a 7.1 out of 10 just because they don't want the oil maniacs to uh (laughs) <laughs> to send them hate mail
1: <laughs> the oilers oh my they god they call themselves yeah warren moon yeah, yeah. <laughs> question number 5 uh-oh which video game characters would you recruit for a marching band
3: oh, oh majestic miners magic march man
0: <laughs> oh man you know i actually played that game once that game sucks
3: it's not, it's not very good i it's feel bad about it it's incredibly bad Dude. so many people i like were involved with that thing but I mean, uh they must have uh, just phoned a phone to phone it in.
0: I'm gonna. I'm also gonna say something else. I'm gonna say something that's gonna get somebody to yell at me. Um, We're ready. One of the one of, the, I I have listened to Masaya Matsuda's music more than probably any other music in my entire life. Okay. He's
3: got the good ones.
0: Uh, I uh, more than probably any music since around 1999 on the fateful day, a girl on my college campus told me about masaya matsuda and then asked me if i had a girlfriend and i said yes and then she never talked to me again and then i went home and i looked up masaya matsuda's band size on napster and acquired all of it uh and then had myself a wheeler of a good time i've listened to that man's music so much and i consider him one of the greatest geniuses who's ever lived but i played parappa the rapper again like a year ago and man that game sucks I'm sorry, it's it's cool and all, it's chill. You're more of an
1: um-jammer-lammy guy. No, um-jammer-lammy sucks. Prap it's the just the button s-
3: timing.
0: The button timing is so bad. What did you play it on? I played, well, okay, well, okay, here's an interesting, I played it on the uh, PlayStation 4, the remaster, uh-huh. and then I also played it just in, just, uh, I was per- so perplexed and shocked at how little I enjoyed it. That I then loaded it up in a uh, in an emulator on on my on my Mac my iMac yeah uh, in my office and I played it on there too and I was like ah I don't know so the timing
2: on that game is is very precise and yeah it, too I don't precise.
0: think that you can
2: play it unless you're playing it on the original hardware on a CRT
3: it's also off and so it might be off for the CRT right maybe I should try it you know I should well, try it over here on let, my.
0: Let me, uh, let me just say, I did beat it on both uh, the PS4 and on the emulator. I did actually beat the game. I'm just saying it sucks. That's, that's, that's all right. I'm saying. And I'm not think... arguing because I've never played the game. I'm
3: just,
2: <laughs> I don't, I'm just I don't... advocating for uh, input delay being a thing.
3: I want to try it on a CRT.
0: And I will admit that I, I entered the negativity zone because I was failing more than I remember failing. Uh, though I did uh, suck it up and power through like a bodybuilder. I don't know if that's what bodybuilders do. I sucked it up and I powered through. But yeah, I think it's just uh it, it was a moment. It was a it, that's a definite you had to be there video game. Yeah, I and, and I so, think
2: anyone who likes it now is just still yeah. you know, in that time and place where this was such a new idea.
0: They were uh, there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like that's the sort of person who they cater to with the selection of the games on those mini consoles. <laughs> is uh is they like cater the,
2: to someone on the
0: they're <laughs> nice. catering to the stocking stuffers, is who they are. What were you going to say, Brandon? Yeah, what was the question? Uh, I don't even know. I, I was marching band.
3: Put, oh, right. I was about wrap the rapper. <laughs> I'd, put, I'd put Klonoa in my marching band. He's got those floppy ears. Oh, sure. But, Tomba <laughs> as well, because
0: he's Tomba. also a 2.5D platform gang. You get Tomba in there. What you about know, what uh, Tomba? The,
2: muscle, the muscle marchers? Tom- yeah, oh, yeah. The
1: muscle Marchers.
2: Yeah. Oh, Some my brass.
1: God.
3: Oh, brass! Oh, big old Prob- horn I think tutors. It would be that that skeleton on a on a motorcycle from Castlevania sixty four. Okay, uh-huh. nice. I was yeah. thinking, I'll get is, there's got a the
0: Forever Man to play a bass drum?
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's got to be a brass
2: monkey boss awesome. in like Dynamite Heady or something, right?
3: Well, it, it could be the the uh, juggling monkey from the Neo Geo CD loading screen. Oh, There you go.
1: Okay, Wouldn't the monkeys him. be on symbols though?
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I want Chuck the, on the Forever press. Man playing a bass drum.
0: That's my only demand. Just like carrying just of a boom boom drum, the BBD. Y'all know what get I'm talking Ma- about, I, right?
3: I, I kind of want to get. I want to get uh, Marcus Phoenix in there somewhere. I want to get him like. No, he uh, can march. Me- yeah. I think I feel like he could march at the front, like with the baton. Yeah, could, the baton twirler. He could he's, be telling everybody beefy. to fight through the pain.
0: Fight through the pain.
2: Jack and the Forever Man is like, that was just some guy's comic. How did that become a (laughs) video game? Like, you know, it's like he had a friend at Sega or something.
3: (laughs) What I wonder is, how did Gen the Intergalactic Ninja become a Zen? Zen Um, oh, Zen. Yeah, and Zen that pushed. is
2: because there was a, a really big licensing push. Uh, I just mentioned characters. Zen the Intergalactic
0: yeah. Ninja today in a Discord chat. So it's
2: what in a the air. what
3: a bizarreitude that game is. Well, that, and was... that comic. Like it was never popular. <laughs> no, I mean as same same with tell. Bucky O'Hare,
2: but everyone was trying to find the <laughs> next <laughs> Ninja Turtles at the time. And
3: they're like, oh, but indie Bucky comics. O'Hare at least right. got a cartoon. Yeah, sure.
0: M- must have been a good time to be like a white guy with a garage back then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
2: Well, the other oh one—the other, other one—that's weird to me, besides Chalkin is is uh, Normie's Beach Babe Orama on the Genesis. Is yeah, just, I know Normie's Beach Babe yeah, Orama. It's just—it's yeah. just this guy. Well, and the guy who did the comics is actually a game developer. It was uh, Keith Erickson, who—who—who who, who, who is yeah. an old television developer. But oh. like, you know, because he was in the industry, like someone just decided that this comic strip, no one ever heard of, is a video game IP. Right? I don't
0: understand. And that. And EA made it. Yeah. So we've got- I just Why? googled Chuck on the Forever Man, and I—I I, I guess the reason I wanted to play a bass drum is because he's holding two swords on the that's front of the box, way. and I'm just imagining it as two big uh, drum batons, and then or two big drumsticks. Um, Can't you and,
3: eventually give him axes uh, so he could he I could be playing guitar as well?
0: there's
3: no guitar in a marching band.
0: Yeah, okay, so who else I want? Ah, that's Sorry. too bad.
1: I really wanted to get to the flute solo from Stars and Stripes Forever, but that's gonna have to wait. Uh, uh, we'll be right back after. A brief break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Alex Jaffe here, and I have a special announcement. By the request of our Patreon backers, in two weeks we'll be doing a special ranking episode for the best games ever released for the PlayStation 2. You can get in on the action by subscribing to our Patreon, or by writing your favorite PS2 games in for consideration to show at insertcredit.com, subject line PS2. That's the bumper. Nice, good bummer. Yeah, welcome back to insert credit. The time has come for our Patreon question of the week. Oh, correct. Uh, is it Patreon or Patreon? How do you say it? It's uh, Patreon, it's,
0: Patreon yeah. it's supposed to be like They're... patron.
1: Right, patron. Uh, yeah. You don't say patron. We
2: no. Well, oh, just just when we're okay. talking about patron Miller.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> patron Miller. I also say yeah. Patronize. I don't say patronize. Right.
1: So. This episode brought to you by Patron Miller. It's time for a Patreon question of the week. You too can submit Patreon questions to the show by joining Patreon.com. They yeah? can? Yeah, they can. Uh, I
0: do not want any questions from Bono or The Edge <laughs> coming into this. Uh, like you, you did not tell me that
1: before I agreed to be on this god darn show. Listen, they can <laughs> submit the questions, but that doesn't mean I'll pick them. <laughs> Look, Apple Tim. set it up so that those questions automatically show up in our inbox. We can't stop it. That's a topical. Hey, good, good joke. Sorry, I
3: have to, I have to share this. No, let's hear it. T- Tim, I think you heard about this probably. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we, we all get occasionally compared to celebrities or some other. You, you look just like this person. Oh, yeah, I hate it. And, uh, you know, I, I mine have been pr- getting progressively worse over time. But the absolute <laughs> worst was when I was walking around my neighborhood. I was in front of Bake Sale Betty's, the excellent sandwich. Love that place. Near my house. And uh, I will eat there this, again someday. This old man who was in his late 60s, early 70s, walking around with his grandson, he comes up to me and he's like, y- You wouldn't happen to be Bono, would you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. And I'm like, uh, No. Am I your and age? And he's like, Really? I was like, well, first of all, listen to my voice. Second of all, I'm not, I'm not in my 70s. And he's like, yeah, I guess, I, guess he, I guess he wouldn't be around here right now. And I'm like, that's, that's your answer? <laughs> yeah, that
1: is true. <laughs> Just that the worst true. own. My I God. got Josh Gad once. Can I wow. finish this question, please? Uh, yeah, yeah, kill uh, me with the question, bro. All right. This question is from Brian. Brian asks, if you had to rename video games, what would you call them? Oh, That's a fun one. Not, like, oh, video games individually, but the entire, right. like, you know, yeah, video games. Animated v- Interactive v-
0: Electronic James. Picture Contests is what All I right. called them in a video once.
1: Alright, that's uh, a
2: little too long. Yeah,
0: animated. I think that's a long one. Oh, that's pretty good, though. And Electronic, how about Electronic Animated Interactive Picture Contests?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot better.
0: It's the same words, it's just in a different order, so it feels shorter. Uh, uh,
1: Digital
3: Playbox. Um, Ooh. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's
2: it's like when people think comic books maybe should have had a different name because they're not necessarily them funny books anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so it's you know, the, do we do we need a concept that eliminates the game rules of the video game uh, from being uh, mandatory per the title? Oh, you mean right. like
3: it? It could be not not what gamers would call a game. It could or be whatever. like video entertainment or whatever. Even though that to me, is a movie. Yeah, that's a movie for sure. The, the CDI has a lot of video entertainment yeah. on Yeah, there has
1: to be some kind of interactive element
3: in there.
0: Right. I think we uh, should rename movies filmed entertainment.
3: Mm. I think we should go back to what my grandma called them, which is uh, picture shows.
0: Oh, uh, Picture shows. Yeah, picture shows is good. So it would have to be something like picture shows.
2: You can't use that one after they made a picture show out of the last picture show. Oh, right, I know what yeah.
0: you can call video games. Final Fantasy. Call, okay, so movies. video movies were once called talkies because they had words, right? Yeah, yeah. true. Plays. What if you call video games controllables? Okay, um, that's not bad, huh?
2: Controllables. Uh, that's pretty
3: good. I think controllable is
0: now to go is... home and relax with my controllables. <laughs> so
3: I, I
2: like controllable because it sounds like uh, it sounds like we're in the '50s writing a sci-fi. Novel, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and we invented the idea of video games, and we call them <laughs> controllables.
3: I do want a digital, a digital aspect to it, okay? Because you know, an an RC, RC car, car is yeah. also a controllable, although it is also digital in a way.
0: So that's the question, though: is are RC cars video games?
3: Yeah, now now we'd be asking that question if we had them called controllables.
2: Exactly. Well, I mean, the it's it's a shortcut, the name, right? Like, there's. Yeah, You can play video games that aren't video games. You could, you could uh, ask each other trivia while watching a movie. That's a video
3: game. I kind of like video controllables in a way, but, it, but it's almost a cop-out.
1: Why not just make up something new, like a splunch? How about this? How about
0: telecontrollables? Mm. <laughs> See, there you go. The but telecontrollables. That, that,
2: well, I, I play on a monitor.
0: We got right. us a fancy lad here.
2: But
3: they're still telemetry.
2: Are they even video signals anymore at this point? Are they called video? The no, they're really not.
0: It's they're they're called HDM, high definition media. <laughs> That's the HDM and HDMI. That's HDMCs not true.
3: are high definition media controllables.
0: High definition media. <laughs> what? If, yeah. What about media controllables? <laughs> how about how about vis? How about Viz controllables? They're visual and they're controllable.
1: I, I don't like controllable because it can be shortened to con, and I yeah, just, I have a visceral bad reaction to, like, vidcons as a term. We,
3: we used to call things vidcons, and uh, we would allow people to continue to do so, so it would be an easier switch for <laughs> folks. What about we just call them game tapes?
0: Uh, tapes? I like that. I call them game tapes all the time. I what mean...
1: about Nintendos?
3: <laughs> just call them Nintendos. I'm but call you...
0: Nintendos would be fun. But what dude? if your
3: mom bought you a Sega? That's still a Nintendo. What do you think? Sega is a Nintendo. I don't know. Ask around the schoolyard, you'll find.
0: Also, a Nintendo <laughs> Switch is a DS. Oh. I mean, it's a Game Boy. In case you didn't. Oh know yeah, that. that's
3: a Game Boy.
2: Of all the systems that aren't actually a Nintendo, Sega is the most Nintendo.
0: Sega's very Nintendo. I guess.
3: That's yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say very Nintendo. Come on.
2: Well, what? Okay, when when they're talking about a Nintendo, what system are they talking about? PlayStation? No. Come on. We're right. we're, we're all right. Look, the you're
3: truth right. I just is, don't like it.
0: The truth is, Sega saw Nintendo, and they said, hey, we can do that, too. And they they greased their hair back, and they rubbed their hands together, and they combed their mustaches. And, uh, just trying to think of... I don't know. What else going <laughs> they, they, they do? Drow mustaches. <laughs> and they, uh, they, they just got out there. That's what they did. That's what Sega did. They did a Nintendo. They made a Nintendo. They got dressed up in their shyster lawyer suits.
1: <laughs> so, so i think we can start calling video games nintendos
3: yeah call them nintendos or uh or possibly cd rom roms like uh nec would have if they if they dominated the industry we'd be calling everything cd rom roms
1: call them station players fine wouldn't station players be the people who play playstation i don't yeah. know man
3: playing them at the station i Game like station. controllables <laughs> yeah controllables is all controllables. right controllables
1: uh, it's it's like lunchables. I picture them all coming in like these bright yellow packages that you pick up in the refrigerated aisle of the supermarket. So like a yeah, that's tape. good. I like it. To
2: me it sounds more like edibles as in the them drug foods.
1: Yeah, oh, drug the foods.
2: Yeah,
0: they should, yeah, well so in, in this world where video games were always called controllables. Right. Uh people would just call drug edibles. They call them drug foods. <laughs> Because yeah.
2: someone said no, this sounds like too. This sounds too much
0: like controllables. Sounds too rights. much like controllables, mate, is what they would say. We didn't have
2: drugs before now, mate.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Speaking of drugs.
3: controllables, when I was at the uh, the lunch place, what do they call that? the The cafeteria in the Sega building. <laughs> lunch getting Japan. place, yeah. Lgp the, the new one that they got at the at the lunch eating place. They have Mega Drive controller shaped little pastries there that you can buy and eat and i bought one because i mean i kind of felt like when else am i going to be in this cafeteria and looking at these things that are only sold here and i ate one and it tasted bad the end i bet it
0: would
1: i imagine it would well that's the buzzer let's go to our next question
2: uh let's pause here because my wife has been locked out for the entirety of that question so i'm gonna go okay
1: i'll be right back all right i'm good what is the correct size of a party in a role-playing game? Ooh, 4-4. Like, well, if you, if yeah.
3: you ask Andrew WK, uh, it's as many people as possible. But uh, Sure.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Andrew WK is an idiot.
1: Yeah. Why is it 4? Why isn't it 3? Well, Why think, isn't it 5?
0: So I remember being disappointed when Chrono Trigger only had 3, because I loved Final Fantasy 3-6, which had 4. Uh, and I remember being disappointed when Final Fantasy 3, 6 had 4, because I loved Final Fantasy 2, 4, which had 5. So, <laughs> uh, I just remember the number getting smaller always made me just kind of beef out with a little bit of sadness.
3: I think that 4 is a good number for, you know, distinct personalities, because you can have Cool But Rude, Party Dude, Does Machines, does um, machines and Leader. The leader. And leader. I,
0: I make that exact uh, joke in... Uh, or not joke, but it's it's true in my uh, it, it, referring to Final Fantasy fifteen in my Final Fantasy seven video review. Which
3: well, I will... mean, I think joke, but it's true it's is true. actually 100%. that's actually what it is.
0: They're the Ninja Turtles, yeah, and you you can grasp their personalities immediately. And also, the Ninja Turtles is a it's a pretty good dynamic. Uh, it is you get the right just the right dynamic.
3: It's a great archetype for that sort of thing. If you need to be like, well, how. How would all the characters react in this situation? It's like, well, this person's cool but rude. I mean, you know what they're going to say. <laughs> they're going to be
0: it's... cool and rude, yeah.
2: This guy's and just the, the party target over here. He's probably just going to yeah.
0: scream.
3: Party right, dude, so boy. when I was writing that Indivisible game, basically the main character was was a combination of uh, the party dude and the leader. And so you can, you can kind of combine those things and get just insta- Make a personality mix
0: and match it. it's like materia
3: yeah, it's like materia, I think four is a good one four is good what wh- i it, it's interesting for me to think about the ones where there are where there are more, like way too many like little has story six. Or whatever
0: you can get six party members in Suikoden oh yeah, it's a little too many
3: in a lot of those uh like little King story or um one of those other ones where you just have to get as many folks together as possible to attack the demon lord or i can't remember a wonderful 101 uh sure like that wonderful one-on-one you you just you you wind up having all those characters that don't have a personality but you sort of get your favorite ones anyway just because you like how they look or they did something funny one time like like a like an animal crossing villager or whatever like they 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 quirkily were like oh hey you're looking sharp today and uh, I found something that would look really great with your outfit. And they give you like a, a bag with two holes cut out of it for your face. Yeah. Um, like those kinds of things. Then you're like, well, I like that one or I hate that one. Mm-hmm. And th- that's kind of interesting. Definitely not the ideal party size, but it's fun to to look at that. Well, we're talking about like p-
2: personalities as in, you know, how they're written dialogue wise and all that. But I, I, I'm thinking more in terms of, of their abilities in combat. And I feel like with four, it's like, you know, you're going to do the splash damage magic, and then you're going to sword a guy real hard. And then you're going to heal us. Cause he's going to hit us really big. And then you're going to use a tool. And then by the time you get to a fifth person, it's like, and you, I don't know, you just hit him with your stick and kind of,
3: yeah, not very well. Yeah, you wind up doubling up. I think there, there's room for a shield person in there, but, but still there's, there's only so many roles that we really have in RPGs. The, uh, that are interesting and distinct enough from each other. I'm I'm sure people could make some more of them, but you know, in in your traditional JRPG, there aren't that many. And so once you get bigger, it's kind of like, what's, what's the point of this person? I like how Valkyria Chronicles did that where they, they were like, okay, there's just a few types of character. There's a few classes. And if you get a new one, you can just replace your old one with them. Like the, the you got this new one that has slightly better stats, or you like how they look a little more. You can just slot them in there, and uh, and it doesn't make a difference because these characters level up by class, which I think is a good way to go about that.
0: I think Final Fantasy four does pretty good with five party members, but uh, Final Fantasy five does real good with four party members, and then you know they just kept paring it down. Here's what I think: after playing The Witcher three, uh after I played The Witcher 3 after playing Final Fantasy fifteen, which has four party members, which is wild. Um and The Witcher Three has one party member and he's the best. And he has all the stuff and it's up to you to use his stuff. So maybe party members are an illusion. And I challenge I formally issue a challenge to you Square Enix video game designers. I know they're listening. <laughs> I know I know I know they're listening. I, I I formally issue you a challenge, make Final Fantasy 16 a single protagonist video game.
3: I mean, they're part of the way there with Final Fantasy Seven, Like it's what I I feel like by the time you've got a character mostly, your other party members mostly doing their own thing. Oh yeah, it's like just just get just get rid of them. Just have them in the story and let me do all the fighting. By Seven myself.
0: remake is neat. How they have there's uh you fight some bosses alone. You fight some with they basically mix up every single combination of one well one there's only one combination of one it's cloud they mix up every combination of two and three and they there's a boss for each combination of party members would you, would you say that
3: those feel significantly different for yeah. you because I, and full disclosure I'm playing on easy because I don't really oh. like difficult well rpg times
0: well let me tell you um i've noticed a lot of people uh just kind of did <laughs> Yeah. So
1: four is the correct number.
0: It's a good one.
1: Yeah. Four is good. Here's our next question. Question number eight. If we had a warehouse full of copies of an obscure out-of-print shovelware game, how could we artificially raise demand for them?
2: Uh, You put it on limited run games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Hey. That's pretty good. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to say this out loud, and I know somebody's going to hate me for saying this. But every time I see somebody tweet about limited run games, I don't actually roll my eyes. It's not a reaction I'm, I was born with, uh, but I get as close as I ever have. Every time I see someone being like, oh my god, new limited run game, and I'm like, what is this? Who cares? Lord. No offense to anybody who, who likes that stuff. It's just, I don't get it. I don't want to buy. It's like, you're just buying video games just to have them at this point. That's weird. It's like the people who chime in on every single tweet from the Sony PlayStation account. Is this coming to Vita? Is this coming to physical on Vita? And it's like, what are you? Are are, what is wrong with you? There you go. I don't know. Um, That's what I think.
1: Warner Brothers just proved sometimes that works. I guess.
3: And and first of all, you can't you can't make Vita games anymore because all the uh, cards have been allocated. One thing about Limited Run is say what you will about it. We put out Gun House Unlimited Run, and it definitely kept the company alive for an additional several months.
0: Did it just immediately sell out?
3: And that was very helpful for us. And a thing that you like, if you actually care about making a limited limited run game, you can like we did make a twenty page manual that is has unique elements for Vita and PS4, and so it actually. And a reversible cover and stuff. So it, like, if you if you enjoy physical goods, you can actually enjoy this product because there's more to it than the digital. But I also fully understand why nobody would need it.
0: I guess I, I, I have this thing for Limited Run because it's like, I remember a guy from Limited Run came up to me at PAX once and it was like the first time we were showing Video Ball. He's like, hey, I think this would be a good fit. And he gives me his business card and I'm like, what? He didn't even play it just comes up and gives me the card, just brazenly. I don't know, and I just, I was really offended, and I, I was a real big jerk to him. I was like, you want to play the game? And he was like, I don't have time. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was he just... might have
3: done played it already.
0: I was really... i uh, no, he didn't. I would have seen him, because I, uh, I didn't even go to the bathroom that day, so...
3: I, I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, trust me. Trust me. I did not go to the
0: bathroom. I was drinking it, and it was staying in. It was... Uh, you ever been on an airplane? You get all dehydrated. It's horrible.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: I was, yeah, it was bad.
3: You were refueling. Well, back to the original question. So I have here in my possession 98 sealed copies of TV Sports <laughs> Hockey and Football nice. yeah. for the, for the TurboGrafx. And so far, the solution has been just keep waiting. Okay. Because the longer I've waited, the more that game has gone up in price. However, I do not believe that I will ever be able to sell ninety-eight of those things. But I couldn't help it when oh, I, okay, I could have helped it, but I did not help it. Let's say that I did not help it when this came up for purchase several years ago for less than a dollar each. I was like, well, I I gotta get those. I gotta <laughs> do something. I should do something with that. Like make a maybe I can make my own gamer chair out of those. Maybe I could. Turn them into plate mail. It'd be with more with
0: comfortable than a real gamer chair. What
1: were you just saying, Tim, about people who buy games just to have them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
3: I, I was uh kind of proving the point.
1: Well, there. I think that's different
0: to buy a game for a dollar than it is to uh, limited runs. Got some new, new indie game for forty nine ninety nine or whatever it is. It's like I don't, I would, I don't want that.
3: Oh, I'm also really interested in limited runs reissues of. Uh, two Sega CD games from Lucas Arts. I bought those just to see what that's like because apparently you don't need like a fancy RAM cart or anything to to spoof your Sega CD into recognizing it. And I wanna I wanna know what's up with that. Well, that's you can you can be... just burn
2: a CDR and put it in your
3: Sega CD. It doesn't need anything. But I mean, it doesn't always. That doesn't really always work. There, I mean, I guess there's some it, specific. It, stuff. it does on a technical level.
2: So if it hasn't worked for you, there's something you did wrong. I believe. Ooh. well
3: dang it
0: <laughs> guess i got owned i'm just scrolling down limited runs twitter right now and i just i saw like a tweet and uh that's like a game i'm not going to call the game out by name but i i linked it in our little chat here uh, and i'm just looking at it and i'm like oh my god i'm like if i see one person under this tweet excited about this game based on that description and then there's a whole bunch of them in there uh what is the yeah. quantity of switch uh, what is the quantity of the standard Switch version? Like, the person doesn't want to buy it unless the quantity is, like, low enough? That's weird. Yeah, they're, they're serving
2: a very specific audience, and it's it's obviously not us. Um, yeah, so. I'm
0: not going to lie. I just don't like that audience, and I wouldn't hang out with <laughs> any of those people. No, again, sorry, no offense. I just wouldn't hang out with any of those people on purpose.
2: I mean, I, I, am, I am of the audience that's like, I don't want anything in my house.
0: You know, so the, the idea of
2: a physical game. Not
3: even your wife. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, kaboom. You, you locked her out. Uh, no, yeah, this kaboom.
2: is I'm in the office and uh, she was doing some shopping and thought she'd pick me up right after the show, but we're running a little late. It's a fair excuse.
1: Uh, we might as well move on to the next question then.
2: I want to finish the thought, which is that when I said limited run, that was not meant to be disparaging to limited run. That's just how I would get rid of. Yeah, a large stock of an yeah, obscure the, the, game. Those right?
0: people will god darn buy anything if you put it in a box. Again, no offense, it's just weird if you want to fill your house up with stuff. I'm sorry.
1: I love stuff. The end. What are the best ways to play a game the wrong way? Uh, buy on unlimited run games and play <laughs> it. Yay! <purely. laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Play any
0: limited run game, period. That's, okay, that's,
2: <laughs> I've got an answer for this. I got this controller, this USB controller on AliExpress that uh, no one has been able to figure out why it exists. Um, I want you to try to picture this, okay? Super Nintendo uh, shape for the controller, Mm -hmm. D-pad on the right side, and to the left of the D-pad in a perfectly straight horizontal line, five buttons.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen this. I, I saw you link that on Twitter, right? Yeah. Did, did you tweet uh, it? Yeah. That's a good
2: one. So, I tried once uh, at someone's birthday party uh, to get people to try to play Super Mario World with me using these controllers, because I thought oh, it'd be yeah. hilarious. Didn't work out in that particular party, but I think if you two were at the party, if you three
3: were at the party, we'd probably
2: have a pretty good time playing Super oh, yeah. Mario World with those controllers. And that would be I funny. i enjoy
3: it. Playing stuff the wrong way, I guess, means like subverting the rules and things like that. I don't know if stuff like just constantly running people down on the street in Yakuza counts as the wrong way, or if that's the right way. I don't know which is the way that's correct. I think Yakuza is instance.
0: like a Reese's peanut butter cup. There's no oh, wrong yeah. way to eat it. That's right. Oh, that's I don't know what that means. I think <laughs> was, the wrong was that the way
3: slogan to, for Reese's?
0: There's no yeah. wrong way to eat it.
3: Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Okay. A, a Reese's peanut butter cup, okay. that's right.
0: There is a wrong way to eat a Reese's. We can get into that later, though.
3: I mean, I guess there's you can... There's a lot of people out there who try to do no combat runs of things like except for forced combat like bosses or whatever. Mm. So people might try to get through pacifist run Metroid while while doing a pacifist run, which is nearly impossible. And that you can create extra challenge for yourself. Like you can do a lot of that in in Castlevania, in fact, but uh, some of those sympathy of the night likes. But that makes the game so hard for yourself because if you're not grinding, you're not leveling. Well, up. what
2: about uh, you know the when people speed run uh, Mario sixty four levels without pressing a button?
3: Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that stuff. That, no that is that's the kind of stuff that is yeah. that
2: is taking this concept to its logical conclusion. To me, yeah, no button. Which right. is that you're going to spend hours, you know, in an emulator rotating a joystick. Literally millions of times <laughs> you know tool assisted uh joystick spinning in order to uh uh however it works on mario sixty four m- like the momentum like build it up to the appropriate length to where yeah you warp artificially you warp past enough (laughs) parallel dimensions to like get to the exact (laughs) like that is the logical conclusion of playing games the wrong way it's just that level of idiocy the same way that the logical conclusion of tool-assisted speedruns is that mario 3 speedrun where uh the game starts the curtain starts to drop on the uh or li- rise I guess on the title screen and it just immediately just triggers the ending.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Uh, that- but that's that's probably not the best way to play the to to like play a game the wrong way. It's it's just well at least with the Mario 64 one it's maybe one of the more entertaining ways yeah. to watch
0: it. I think mean, what's the, I, I I don't know what the definition of best is in this case. It's just the best is in uh, most fun to talk about, I think.
3: Okay, I, I mean, I feel like most fun to do would be a nice one but that's a little harder, yeah, it would be
2: making arbitrary
3: rules for and and competing at it, I think, yeah, I do like watching those not tool assisted but human oriented speed bun speed bun speed bun speed buns, speed buns. Uh, <laughs> that's <clears throat> that's me after I work out for a while Nice. those speed buns uh. Those those multiplayer speedruns where everyone's trying to compete with each other, basically like Sonic Two oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Yeah. That stuff's great, like just creating new rules for yourself and making that happen. Uh I think that's Or like good.
2: the randomizers for uh like Zelda or and Metroid.
3: Um Yeah, those randomizers, those those did an interesting thing to a particular fraction of my friend group. Yeah. Where there are a bunch of people out there who didn't know that much about video games that were like these randomizers are the future. You could make anything out of mm-hmm. old games doing this, and I should create an engine that does it.
0: Man, you know, you know what I really, really want? Here's what I want. And I've, I've pitched this to many, many people. Not many, many people. I've pitched this to a couple of people. I mentioned it in conversation. Everyone I've ever like explained this idea to has misunderstood it, right? They've misunderstood it. So I'm going to see if you guys see where I'm coming from. This is my last hope. I want a Link to the Past, you know the Link to the Past randomizer, I think that one's real cool. I want a Link to the Past randomizer, but it's a new game, okay? Okay, you see where I'm coming from? It's a new game. The first time you play it, it's, that's your first experience with it, right? And then, uh, it's just a new game, but it has all the stuff of like a Link to the Past game. And then every time you play it, it's different.
2: Does does that make sense? So does I? Well, sure. But does I mean it's just a random seed to a game? There's lots of stuff like that. No, yeah, yeah, like Spelunky, like a virtual highlight. I just played. That's a random seed generation for a map.
0: Okay.
1: I I, I'm not getting why this isn't something I haven't played before.
0: I believe everyone. I believe everyone has once again misunderstood the idea. I I have to just make it myself. I have to figure out how to make video games by myself and do it. Well... Probably easier than what I've made myself do now.
1: We've Uh, run out of time for our tenth question, so let's get right to the lightning round. What? Oh no. Yeah. What? Kill me, bro. The lightning round this week is a game we used to play called Name Design. Name Design is where I give you the name of something and you have to pitch me a video game based just on that title. All this right. week, we are doing all titles of shows currently in production for the Fox Network.
2: Okay, but are oh, we doing man. games based yeah. on the shows, or are we just doing based on the title and pretending Based on know. the title oh, of the don't, show don't, and don't, nothing else. Okay. I mean, we're not going to know okay. what the show
0: is.
1: Right. That's probably That's true. true. These <laughs> shows ha- right. These shows have not aired. Okay. They are okay. currently in production. Okay. There are eight of them. Here we go. The first one is Big Bounce Battle.
3: <laughs> oh, Big oh, Bounce Battle. It. That's fantastic. Okay. I mean... I, I wanna like be a on a big bouncy game. ball and that's you have my... to hold you have to hold the A button to like it, it increases pressure on the ball when you bounce and then you let it go and it bounces higher and that's how you get around. You gotta bounce on top of other people. What do you think? So you're
2: on a you're like a kid on one of those bouncy balls with the handles on it? The,
3: that's okay. right. And uh and you're trying to joust style, bounce on top of another person while they're trying to bounce on top of you. I, I
2: think that's a good start, but we really got to flesh it out. But it, it could be a good Let's mechanic
3: for, for, for a fun adventure.
1: Okay. Uh, game number two, Call Me Cat. What? Call me cat. No, I well, mean there's I'm a just...
3: telephone, and you have to call. It's it's in it's, there's a te- telephone in Ireland, and you got to call a cat. On it. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's one of them GDC all control things, right? Where where <laughs> you, you you play the game by playing with the telephone.
3: Yeah, it's like butt sniffing pugs. Yeah, but, sure. but you gotta you gotta call an Irish person's cat and then uh, have a conversation with it.
1: Filthy rich. Filthy rich.
3: Okay, so. Um, it's a man named Richard. Yes, I,
2: I, I suspect this is also it's the like, show, right? It's it's it, the guy is not rich. His his name just happens to be Richard, and he's a bad he's person. filthy. Yeah, he's filthy. Um, yeah, but in the video game, I think the the filth would be the mechanic. Um, you'd sort of be like a pig pen character from Peanuts, uh, mm-hmm. building up your filth cloud um, in order to. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Someone take it from here.
3: You become a stinky agent, like in uh, Deadly Premonition. Okay. Um, and when you're a stinky agent, then people... Let's see, what what, what was what is a good reason to do Tim, that? Tim, Tim, you, <laughs> you guys what? bring us home.
0: I think it just has to be in the style of Green Dog or uh, The or The Unlikely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a gross-looking Sega Genesis
2: game about yeah. building up your filth cloud. A Sega yeah, Genesis yeah. Yeah. game, and Rock it is, it is,
0: it is uh, uh, published exclusively by Limited Run Games. <laughs>
1: right. The Great North. You know, I'd
2: immediately go to the moose in the northern exposure
1: opening, and I was just going to roll with it. I was thinking it's about all the great video game characters played by Ryan North. I just
3: thought about like
1: a Nolan North. I I guess Nolan North.
3: I might be the most boring. Ryan North is another guy. But I thought about like just a big epic Viking game. Mm. Like. The The Witcher three, but it's the Viking three. Actually, say okay. Yeah, how about, you're talking about Sega, Viking on the 360. Sega yeah. reboots its Viking franchise as an open world, extra RPG ish thing, and 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 that's the great north
1: Excellent. House broken.
0: Oh, you're a guy with a huge sword, and you cut yeah? a bunch of houses in half. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sure. You're, you're a one-person wrecking crew,
0: and then a guy says, "There goes the neighborhood." At the end, <laughs> so nice. it's
2: it's just it. Okay, there there are houses in the world that are. It's kind of like one of those games that just has destructible environments for no reason, like like the uh, Shinobi game on Saturn. If you if you played that, where you just chop down trees for no reason at all. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, of course, I've played. That. So uh, it's like that, but there's houses occasionally, but the houses are way are not to scale at all They just kind of are like doghouse size but you, yeah. you assume people live it. right
1: labor of love lol
3: yeah I just I just went to a, a child birthing game and I don't want to get any further with it
1: <laughs> okay fair enough the masked dancer what the masked dancer I know. Mean, I mean, it's, it's just sayonara just...
2: wild heart so I don't know
1: I just immediately
2: <laughs>
0: know what kind of tv show that is and it just makes me mad
2: yeah. Oh, it's like the mass singer but it's a dancer. Ah.
3: Yeah. So there's this there's this like Princess Debut game. I would like to make a sequel to that. Princess Debut is one where you you are like trying to become the best princess possible through a bunch of minigames and you're also courting a a a dude uh, of your cho- of your choosing, some sort of a prince and depending on what you do and how you make your debut, you you get that prince or not. And so I think I think something like that, but with a little more open-endedness and a lot more to it, would be pretty fun for the for the masked dancer. And you could choose to be a princess or a prince.
1: Finally, I can see your voice. What? I can see I know, your I'm just, voice.
0: I'm just saying. Uh, I just this is why I don't watch TV. Cause all of these shows sound like something that I would hate myself if I accidentally saw some of them. I'm just,
3: yeah, it's I mean, a rough just... one. I mean that that's the old Fox Network for you. That's what they're trying to do. Is uh. Is make you hate yourself. There's never been <laughs>
0: anything good on Fox.
3: No, come hey, but, on, The Simpson. uh, Simpsons. Simpsons uh, yeah. sucks. I like
2: I like that uh, traditional <laughs> seasons three through ten. Sure. The but, Simpsons sucks. <laughs> so there you go. Is, consensus. Um, is, I, I, consensus. I, I feel like I've played some games where you fight a boss and they scream words at you. Um, oh you yeah, just, yeah. You have to jump over the words. So it's it's something like that, but that's the mechanic. Um, I'm almost picturing maybe like a boy and his blob kind of thing, but instead of feeding something uh, jelly beans that have different flavors, you're shouting visual words at something to to affect their mood. Maybe
0: all the dialogue in the game is uh, is is deadly.
3: The Alice in Wonderland game for PC Engine by Face, which Face. Uh, I think it's called Fushigi. You may know Alice, mm-hmm. something like that. Fushigi, anyway, yeah. in in that one. You attack by holding down the attack button as long as possible, and the longer you hold it, the louder her scream of "no" becomes. Very uh, good. But it is a physical. You see it Fushigi in, no in katakana, like it, it goes "yeah," and and that that's your attack that you use. So you it, can see her voice. You can see. Even yeah, then you can, you can see, can her, see voice. her voice.
0: Yeah. If anybody wants to hear a really good music album, check out uh, "Fushigino no Arisu" by uh, Tsukasa Ito an album i like it has a good album art girl holding it's the...
1: not time for the cultural recommendations yet
0: girl holding a pig on it on the front it's real good
1: he jumps the dang gun yeah but that's the end of our lightning round so it's time for cultural recommendations tim do you have let, anything
0: uh, let me give you a recommendation uh, uh uh brandon this this one's for you um that's me over the whole course of my life I have avoided uh, the, the, that that smooth uh, devil's temptation of gelatin, right? Oh yeah, the the gelatin because it's made of melted horse bones or whatever, right? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't want to actually ever Google what gelatin is actually made of because I don't care at this point. I just know that I've committed myself to sanctimoniously shunning this stuff. Yes. However. I was at uh, I was at uh, the Whole Foods. I was going to say the Amazon
3: store. I was at the <laughs> Amazon store <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: a couple months ago, and at I was Jeff Bezos' house. I enjoy uh, I, I I I have a no sugar lifestyle, right? But I enjoy some sugar every couple of weeks, like once a month. I'll I'll eat some candy to keep the to shock my metabolism, and I noticed they have these organic uh, gummy candies that are that they sell in bulk, right? And I looked at the it it said vegetarian on there, and I'm like, "Oh, there's no gelatin in them." I started doing some poking around. turns out most gummy candy doesn't have gelatin in it now
3: I'm not you know, even, some I'm, of them yeah yeah it's it's like all the ones made in Japan, well, I guess Asia in general, and they use agar, agar. in general they do have well a lot of Japan ones have uh, Konyaku? Uh, Konyaku or agar agar, but they they use a lot of gelatin in Japan. Like oh yeah, and they pretty much god darn everything. It. It's in
0: the gum. It's in the mints. It's in the Doritos.
3: It's in the friggin' chips. It comes out of the, gelatin it is comes, in Planters peanuts. God darn
0: it, comes it. spraying out of the water faucet when you take a shower. Um, yeah. so what I have in my house now is I have a little nightly. Uh, I have a little. I call it my night candy. <laughs> <laughs> night candy is okay. All of the Amazon brand. Gummy vitamins are vegetarian.
3: You mean Whole Foods brand? <laughs> yeah, well, the,
0: well, no, no, the Amazon brand. What you can buy on Amazon. Uh, There's an Amazon yeah. brand of gummy vitamins. I've got like, then this is you know your pandemic uh, style lifestyle. I've got, I've got them all ordered, and every night I fix myself a cup of these, uh, these Amazon gummy vitamins, and I'm just really, uh what do you call it? I mean, I, I, I deluded myself for years with Swedish fish. You know. Yeah. Uh, let yeah. me tell you these these Amazon gummy vitamins are pretty tasty.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, okay, I that's had, enough that, about gummies. Do we that, have
3: that, any other that's recommendations? That's my cultural <laughs> recommendation. Uh, I have a little more to say about gummies, but maybe I'll do it next time. Oh I got another specific gummy recommendation, but I have another uh an unrelated to gummies recommendation which is if y'all like that kind of proto metal s- style of music, the, the the cleverly named band Satan has an album called Cruel Magic which came out I think in 2018 2019 and they're they're one of the new wave of British heavy metal bands although they're one of the last of them and uh they made a comeback in the, in the like after an absence of 15 years and the albums they've been making since that comeback are like better than before which is not something that any metal band ever tries to do usually they're like let's come back and phone it all the way in but these guys really did it. So if you like bands like The Sword and other bands that were influenced by Satan and then you want to hear what those bands were listening to but but now and better, then listen to Satan's Cruel Magic. That's my advice to you.
1: Frank, you got anything?
2: Yeah. Um, so ESPN, you could probably have heard of this, uh, did a, a 10-part documentary series a lot of people have been talking about. It's called The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. It's about a... Uh, Mostly about a specific uh, season in Chicago Bulls history. Pretty good. Not my actual recommendation. So I wanted to watch that and I tried to do it the right way by VPNing to another country to, to uh, get on that Netflix that I already pay for and watch it that way because they, oh, yeah. it's available everywhere except the US on Netflix. Nice. Couldn't get it working. So my, uh, my recommendation to everyone is that if you're in this situation also, you still pirate things on the same website you did 10 years ago.
3: Oh, TPB. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But use the VPN for it, because otherwise uh, AT&T or Comcast or whoever your mom is will send you a a stern (laughs) email about
2: it. Well, don't worry, because I already had the VPN trying to spoof
1: Netflix on, so I'm good. Terrific. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast distributing platform. It really Mm. helps us out. You can also support the show directly on Patreon, not Patreon at patreon.com slash insert credit. Nice. Subscribe at any level, and you can access our episodes one day early or submit questions to the show. Bono and the Edge need not apply. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at insert credit. I'm at Alex Chaffee. Sometimes I tweet about comics. Frank is at Frank Zifaldi. He tweets about game preservation. Him is at 108. He tweets about like Japanese bands from the 80s. And uh, Brandon is at Necrosofty. I'm not sure what he tweets about. I don't think I follow him. You can <laughs> also LMAO. keep the conversation going on forums.insertcredit.com, where some of us may show up to respond to your comments. Until next time, I'm Alex Jaffe.
2: I'm the pirate. I'm sorry, Frank Cifaldi. Uh I'm Tim
0: Rogers.
1: I'm Brandon Sheffield. And your game has now been saved. Write in if you're emotionally locking your life partner out right now. (laughs)